And good morning, everyone from Hawaii. Um, this is Peeling the Banana, where we talk about everything from professional sports, Savannah Bananas, mental health, physical health, and everything in between. And I am honored this morning to welcome my mentor, my coach, um, endurance athlete, former Savannah Banana coach, um, total recovery, endurance uh, guru and everything, all the above. Michael Kowalski, my man, how are you? Doing great, Breland. Great to be with you. Of course, from the mountains of White Night to the flatland desert oasis of Mesa, Arizona. That's right. Sharing, uh, you know, of course, we're here on the world's premier live streaming interactive platform, the No Filter Network. Um, yes, thank you to Eric Burns. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you, dude. On um, is this now the first styling Hawaiian pod? This is you are my first guest, second pod. First guest, second pod. Uh, right. first pod, I decided to introduce myself and mm -hmm. kind of just talk about my story and uh, a little bit of background and my journey with the Savannah Bananas, and that's how it kind of just went so people can get familiar with the podcast and you know, and just and just trying to get a feel, but uh. I am here about five minutes from the shores of Sandy Beach, uh, about a 20-foot walk to jump off my roof right into a marina that goes right into the Pacific Ocean. So, I mean, here we are. We're in, One's in a desert. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, but, man, I am happy to see you, dude. Um, where, where do we begin, Mike? I met you, Savannah Bananas. Um, and the first time I met you... You were wearing, uh, I don't know, the this this wig that I thought was absolutely, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't cornrows, it was uh, like dreadlocks. And I thought you were like this cool guy. And I thought you were trying out for the bananas when I was, in the, <laughs> when I was doing the tryout. And I didn't know what was going on. And you and Burns were just hyping this whole thing up. You were pretty quiet, but like you had your clipboard and you were, you know, writing names down. And I remember one time I was uh, in the outfit. I was, actually, doing I was actually doodling. Yeah, I bet you weren't writing down anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was drawing. Like, what was, what, what <laughs> how did you even get involved with Burns in the first place? Like, how far, did you, how far does you and Eric Burns go back? This goes back over a decade, my relationship with the Brosiopath himself, uh, Eric Byronace. Um, most people know him <laughs> as the former coach of the Savannah Bananas. He also uh, played six winters in the Dominican uh, Winter League for the great Lise uh, Tigres. I think, you know, that is his real claim to fame. Also, he did play in the big leagues for a few years, uh, I'm told. Um, but but the real athlete in, in, in that family is John Gall, his cousin, who, as Burns would say, had a cup of coffee in the big leagues. However, took home a World Series title with the St. Louis Cardinals, took home a medal with Team USA, and still to this day is the all-time Pac-12 hits leader uh, coming out of Stanford. So shout out to the great baseball player in the, in the Byron Ace family, John Let's go. Gall. Um, no, but to answer your question, dude, Burnsy and I, um, probably about 12, 13 years ago, I'm here in Old Town Scottsdale. You're there on that rock, that live volcano. Yeah. God live bless volcano. you guys. Watch out. <laughs> and there was a, might have a tsunami coming soon. 
Wow, I, I cannot even imagine the energy that surrounds surfs you up. Surfs on up, a volcanic island. And as you all know, it's winter on the North Shore, so that means pipe is firing. Triple overhead. Waimea Bay right? is coming. We got the Sir, we got the Eddie three. possible. So no way, Bells is bigger than Waimea, bro. But, no, but no uh, shot. Yeah, to go back to it, dude. Um, I was running an endurance sports store. Uh, here in Old Town Scottsdale, it was called Triple Sports. We were all things like endurance sports, swimming, biking, running. And um, it was actually, so a lot of people probably know Old Town Scottsdale. Um, it, it was on Indian School in Miller. And mm-hmm. right next to it was a coffee bean. And if it, anybody knows Eric Byronese, his burn rate at Starbucks is probably oh, at least over 100 large a year. You don't um, want that, Bill. But, but I'll, I'll give you some advice when it comes to 100 large every year at Starbucks. And this can't, this is a direct quote from Eric Byronese. If you continue to spend like a minor leaguer, you're going to stay a minor leaguer. So get those Facts. Starbucks up. You know what I mean? Get, <laughs> get those buck points. Get those so barrel bucks. He came in and, um, you know, he's all woody woo and just got out of baseball and wanted to get into endurance sports. And, uh, you know, so... I'd seen him in passing a few times and then I'm, and I'm getting the shop ready and I was outside just, you know, getting shit together, sweeping off the front, you know, commitment to excellence. And, and I see Bernsey and I'm sweeping. And as I see him going into the coffee bean, I just go, Hey, fucking Bernsey. Like <laughs> and you know him, he's like, Oh man, what's up, dude? You know, comes over wants to get the triathlon. I'm like, look, so at this point, has he, has he, has he not like met you or is this like the first no, interaction? Like, yeah. Pretty much our first interaction. I hit him with that ah, fucking burns. <laughs> and he rolls over and, and we just start hitting it off. And, and I said, look, man, you want to get into the endurance sports game? Like, let me know. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've sort of climbed this mountain and, you know, I, I can help accelerate your learning curve and let's do it. And so we went out and hit a session and then we, we got along really well and had good conversation and, and good flow through the session. And, and um, you know, always you want to surround yourself with people better than you, faster than you, smarter than you, stronger than you. And mm-hmm. everything but smarter, Burns was. So, you know, <laughs> we had complementary yeah. skill sets and characteristic traits and sort of this strong bias towards action. And that, that one session turned into two, turned into ten. Turned into me reaching out and going, yo, dude, um, he actually came in and, and spoke to a group of triathletes. I had like a, an Eric Burns, you know, a speaking night out of the shop. And oh, no way. So, and and I, I was hesitating to be like, yo, you want to come speak to these guys about your transition, like from here to there? Right. He was like, yeah. Professional yeah, baseball athlete to endurance yeah. athlete now. Just total different sport. That's a, it's a completely different sport. It, it's, it's, um, it's it's essentially like I mean Bernsey went from Barry Bonds to like Lance Armstrong like as like as far as body type, right, right, and and I mean he's a big dude. I think he came out of baseball probably two thirty plus, just diesel. Um, uh, you know so the good Roy era. Yeah, it, well, he what? I said the good old Royd era. You know he was kind of no, like right after no, that. He, he was like I'll, he was like right you, after I'll, that. I'm not saying he did it. No, I'm just saying no, he was he was during that time. Yeah, but I mean, this was also a time, you know, like look at the Philadelphia Phillies this year. I mean, right. I think somebody said they look like the team 
who comes in, does all the amphetamines, drinks all the liquor, <laughs> fucks all the bitches, the, beats yep. their ass, and then gets out of town. So, yep, and they take so, all your women. There's still some throwback to the past with these guys, but yes, although Burns came from that era, this guy, I mean, hanging out with him for a decade plus is just fucking wired up different. My theory is, is that, and this is this is a fact, there no ster- no steroids ever involved. This guy has a fucking motor and an engine like nobody else. He doesn't else. stop. He doesn't stop. And mentality. He's he's got you know can't stop, won't stop. He's fucking Pete Diddy all day, right? So grooving and moving. So my theory is though is that his father, uh, his, the the late great Jim Burns, may he Byronese, the late great Byronese, the the great people collector Jim Burns, um, had an additional testicle. Attached to Eric at first. <laughs> Thus, he needs less extra than testosterone. Sleep. Uh, he, he can drink 10 tequilas a night, sleep 60 minutes, and get up oh and, my gosh. and do his thing all day. So, I, I think um, if anybody's out there has a, has a pregnant wife, you should start thinking about if this is a boy having a third testicle attached to, yes. to really optimize his energy and his vitality and his uh, ability throughout his life. You but, know, if but, you really want a Hall of Famer. Attach that testicle. Hey, you know, if, um, I'm just saying like more juice in the cast and prizes has never hurt a man, you know, as no. long as they use it in the right way. Bernsey and I end up, uh, training together out here in Arizona. Then when he went back to North Lake Tahoe, one of the final years that Ironman triathlon had a Ironman Lake Tahoe. I hit Burns up maybe four months before the race. I sent him a screenshot of the registration and I said, like, essentially, you down. And within a few minutes, he's like, fuck yeah, bring fuck your yeah. whole family. So literally, Breland, we, we, my family is in Lake Tahoe for Ironman Lake Tahoe. And Alyssa, my wife, my little rock of Gibraltar, my dream maker, is like, oh. hey, does, does Burns know? that we're coming like he's you know we're like here. the like, whole family yeah, right here yeah and, and so we get out to his place and behind deep behind the gates in Marta's camp and 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 literally i i hit burns up he's on speaker and he's like yeah yeah we're not there doors open walk in and Alyssa's like really and we show up there <laughs> walk in fucking you know guys got a little castle on the mountain oh he's in we a fort up there yeah, we end up doing Ironman Lake Tahoe, and I mean, if anybody knows about now, was that your first Ironman too? No, that was actually I don't know my seventh, I think, Damn. at that point. And Ironman Lake Tahoe no longer exists for people who give a shit about people who like to exercise. And then we'll talk about That's real right. athletes too. Yeah, you know, um, That's another subject. But, yeah, but um, you know, uh, what happened was. That experience together and the preceding uh, training that we had done really accelerated a relationship that would take you two years of going out and having like wings and beer, going out in a social setting with someone. When you share that experience of, you know, testing the, the very ends of the human spirit and resiliency and mental fortitude. All of a sudden, if you share that with somebody, your relationship accelerates. And so we've just had so many of these moments, whether it was the the first initial Ironman Lake Tahoe, whether it was the 24-hour speed golf Guinness World Record that we broke. Oh, whether, or the, whether or the triathlon, triathlon across, across the country. Country. 
Yeah, whether it was Western States. So we've just had all of these magical endurance experiences. And then about halfway through all, all this journey uh, together, we started to have these incredible social experiences. We started to hang out, you know, as friends would. So it turned what started Absolutely. out as an endurance relationship really blossomed into this really fruitful and incredible and really unique, you know, relationship be between the two of us. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, at one point when we did the triathlon across America, his wife, Tara, is in the front seat in a sprinter van. My wife's in the passenger seat. My daughter, Emma, at the time was two years old. My son, Elijah, was almost five. And then we had Chloe wow. Callie Colton in the back. So well, this five years ago, right? This is five yeah, years ago, 2018? Yeah. Yes, yes. So, you know, when you have these kind of moments with people, you, you get to see the best and worst of... of I mean, and then, right. And, and then, like, other, other than incredible. the swimming part, you did everything with them, right? The bike and, and the run to finish. Right. Like, well, I, I, like the swimming part, like, you were the mustard man. Well, so the swim was uh, sort of a unique backstory to that. Um, you know, I was waking up, Breland, for months with, like, cold sweats about swimming from from oh, from the San McCovey Cove to Oakland. Right. I mean, that literally, I'd wake up. I'd wake up and start thinking about Whitey. You know, oh, fuck, dude. I got <laughs> I'd start thinking about, like, tanker ships, and I'd, and I'd have help. What about those fucking sharks? Like, but, I'm more scared yeah, about start, sharks. I mean, I sure, I mean, maybe Whitey. you might have a ship coming across, but... Or so, maybe even a random jet ski coming and wiping you out. Yeah, and look, dude, I got nothing against dude. I got nothing against jet skis. If I drink a monster right now, I'd be going to halves on a jet ski by four o'clock <laughs> Mountain Standard Time. But but you're driving honest, out to the lake. When I get so we have this kickoff party in Oakland Coliseum. God bless the Oakland A's. Um, God bless my dear dear friend Nick Allen, who uh, who is a shortstop for the A's. And if you know Nick Allen, you know that he's married to Savannah Allen, but formerly she was Savannah Boone, Brett Boone's daughter. No she also way. She has a book on Amazon right now called The Art of Adaption. Uh, so I need check to write that, that out. Uh, great book. Um, but anywho, yeah, it was, you know, something that over time really became this unique and special connection. And I'm sure we've shared you know, these moments that very few two guys ever get to experience. And it wasn't just the endurance sports stuff. It was all the other things around it, uh, all the training, all the preparation, all the, you know, going to the Tuchon torture training camp sessions right. in January or February. And Burns would rent a 5,000 square foot house and it would just be <laughs> for a week. Dude, he's, he's all in. He's all in all the time. So, yeah. Um I mean, like, who? All right, all right. So you guys have done all of this, but like, yeah. Are you willing to say who is the better endurance athlete when it? Like, oh, if you guys. Bro, I mean, it's well, not a competition, but like, I kind of want to get Bernsey bubbling on this. Yeah, no, yeah. dude. This guy, like, you got to understand. So I mean, if, if you watch his Instagram, he's got stories. He's running up in his snow. He's on his footboard at five thirty yeah. a.m. He's got his cup yeah. of coffee, and then he's playing pickleball. On his wall. Look, some guys are some guys are real big public announcement guys, right? Yeah. Shout out to Captain Reese Hampton, who yeah. uh, you know <laughs> oh, I got man. that from Reese actually. I remember him saying at one point, somebody Reese Hampton, fucking, by the way, people is the center fielder for the party animals right now. 
So if you Absolute don't know the party animals, you better know Reese Hampton. Stud. We we got a guy there. We got he covers so what the ocean what the ocean is what seventy five percent of the world. Reese Hampton. Reese Reese covers the rest. Um, but but yeah, so you know where were we? What were we talking about? Bernsey just yeah. Uh, so oh, Bernsie, I was as far as the athlete. I, I, no, I was asking let, you which one's yeah. which one's better. I got you. I got you. So I'm sure everybody knows Eastbound and Down, the great mm. show with the great Kenny Powers. Great Kenny fucking uh, Powers. This is how I'm gonna describe that or answer your question. So when Kenny Powers gets to the school and he wants to become like the phys ed teacher when he's back <laughs> in the valley after baseball and he's coming, he's finding his second mountain. He gets into yeah. the school. And the principal comes over and he's like, well, 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 Kenny oh. Powers in my school. And and he's like, yeah, what's up, man? And he's like, yeah, the well, nerd with the hottie patati. I'll have you know, Kenny, you're not the only athlete in the school. I'll actually be oh. completing my first triathlon this oh. summer. And Kenny Powers <laughs> goes, yeah, dude, uh, right on, man. Um, I, I play real sports. I play baseball. I'm not trying to be the best exerciser. Besides. So... <laughs> Like I said at the beginning, I want to always surround myself. Like, if you're the smartest guy, the most athletic, the fastest and the strongest in the room, find some new fucking friends. That's right. Um, Find people that are better. I mean, this was, it took many years and many learning moments of hanging around with Bernsey and cultivating our friendship to understand the level of consistency the 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 pushing of of the human body the stacking of sessions so it, it like i never had any um distorted perception of reality that i was anywhere near him athletically um you know so and many times as as friends it's like oh yeah you know i played the oakland a's and this and that and they go oh you played professional baseball too and i go no no. Oh, did you play baseball? Yeah, yeah, I played in, I played in Colby, Colby, Kansas, three hours east of Denver in the Jayhawk Conference, a little junior college. And then every time Burns would go, how did that work out for you, man? <laughs> That's typical fucking Burns. He's just, he's just shooting his Pet- shots. Petting his upper lipper. He's like, yeah, it's like, so, mm. but, but what it, what it did do over time was I learned what the guys at the top of the mountain, how they go about being intentional about the training and the, the, the other gear and the other level that is required. You right. Know, because it, like everything, especially with sport, you get out what you put in. So, you know, um, yeah. Everything I mean, in life. Listen, here's what I'd say. I mean, I mean, but, I, but like, it's not even discipline. It's, there's like something else beyond, beyond the discipline of going about your business. That like you and Bernsey have mm-hmm. like have been doing. In yeah, mindset, uh, habits, rituals, routines, and, and I mean, you know, I know. you uh, 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 like and and then identifying your principles, your core, yeah. your core principles. Because as they say, dude, a boy lives off his his preferences. A man lives off his principles. So you know, it took a lot of time, but, but with Burns and I, dude, I beat Burns over 12 years in three things, three things. I beat him one time in a shuffleboard match. 
I beat him in ping pong, and I beat him in basketball. He will no longer play me in basketball. Oh, I, I, there's no way Burns is a basketball player. When I beat Burns in, in table tennis, <laughs> I remember it very clearly because it was just him and I. It's not like we were at a bar and hanging out. It, it wasn't that. It was, was it just a one-game thing? Was it a one-game uh, thing? He's yeah, like, fuck we this. Played a game. Like, I, like I lost him. and I'm out. I beat him. And he puts the paddle down. He walks across the table. And as he's passing me, he goes, fuck you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. that's why you yeah. achieve the athletic, you, you know, of, uh, you know, the status but is. Uh... That's why you got yeah. the killer be killed mentality, you know, and, uh-huh. and I don't think that I carried that spirit with me when it came to sport. And so. The guy's on a completely another level. Like he's not it, a poor it, sport, though, right? Like he's not a poor sport. It's, that's nah, just man, it was all nah, good yeah. fun. It was all yeah, good it's all, fun. But in like seriousness, when he's saying "fuck you," he's actually meaning it. Like, like, dude, I'm yeah, gonna I'm get sure you. There was an element you, you know, of yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. But it's just like a oh man, you got me one time, dude, and like, and like that's it. But but if you if you kick a guy's ass in every training session, in every race that you guys ever do, in in every in everything. Uh, and and you get beaten one game of ping pong. Fuck, tip your cap. You know, hey man, yeah. it's good for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, but yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not very. Fuck. I was like, whoa, <laughs> dude. So he's got that killer. I mean, you must have felt great though. You have to felt great. Felt amazing. <laughs> it felt amazing. Now I did. Now when it comes to an athletic experience, our, the last Ironman that Burns and I did together was in Arizona, and I've got a lead on this guy the entire. Day. I mean, uh, the, the marathon at Ironman's 26.2 miles at mile 25. I'm ahead of Burns. And I'm like, how far do you think? How many minutes? I got him. Right. I got him. I don't know. But but I turned the corner literally probably one mile, maybe a little less than one mile left. The guy in the whole thing. He just ran right past me in the last mile and, and no fucking way and took the title. But but what was cool was. We've always, every time Burns has finished at Ironman, he's hoisted the Pat Tillman 42 jersey over his head. Um, so what was really unique. R.I.P. Tillman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was really unique about that was we actually, by no, you know, we weren't planning it, but we ended up, he ended up like slowing down just enough for me to catch him at the finisher shoot. Oh, and, uh, and watch him finish first. In together. No, in Louise style, we ran that fucking thing in together. So, you know, wow, he threw his ego out the door to wait for you. Stopped I mean. back and 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 held the line, and and then we ran it in together. So, yeah, dude, it's it's uh, that's a memory to never forget. Yeah, no, of course, and we share so many of those memories. And you know, I, I he's he's like a brother to me. I love him dearly. Um. You know, we, 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 uh, it's like one of those relationships where as soon as we get around each other, it's just right back in, in, right. Rhythm. I mean, it's and, like you never left. And I got a couple friends know, just like that. I think everybody thinks that it's probably easier to be friends with somebody who's going to go, yeah, man, it's all good. Yeah, just rest today. And no, fuck and, that. And really, what I've, what I've learned is it's much more, challenging individually and as a person to surround yourself with a social circle that 
that will hold you accountable and say, hey, man, how much more is possible? And and yeah, take that rest day, but not today. And, and so it's been it's been a beautiful uh, a relationship that has made my life better. And I hope that it's made his life better. And I know that our family's lives have been enriched by all these experiences and the examples that we're able to leave behind. Burns and I did a podcast for damn near three years on a daily basis called The Daily Hustle. It's, he's now running it solo. He also does a show on No Filter called Deuces Wild with the great and powerful Will the Thrill fucking Clark. Will the Thrill. And I That's know that show's one. popping and hitting. I think they're top five on Apple uh, Podcasts. So go check that out if you haven't seen it. But but yeah, dude, it's uh, I fucking love the Brosio path. I mean, check, it's it's a fucking check journey. Him out. Check them out at e b y r n e s two two on the on the Instagram there on the interwebs on the IG on the IG. I mean, he's posting every single day. I mean, I mean, my favorite part is opening his first post, and I think sometimes he's what six o five a.m. doing his uh. Doing his pickleball against the wall by himself, pack, 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 and then he, and then the next post ten minutes later is him running through the snow, which is right now. You know, I mean, yeah. he's he's probably playing at a pickleball tournament, you know, hustling some guys. Um, but I mean, I can't wait well, until me and you can play him. Well, speaking of because you know, I heard he got into pickleball big, like when me and you were playing tennis, he was yeah. getting into pickleball, yeah. and then we were and thinking like, fuck pickleball. Yeah, like tennis is where the real athlete is because like you're moving side to side, whereas pickleball you're standing in one spot, you know, and you Dinkin could just and Duncan. yeah, Dinkin and Duncan. But then, a, yeah. but but then the last time I see you, you're into pickleball, and you know, like I'm wearing my tennis shirt, you know, look at this thing, you know, because I want to get so yeah. I mean, no, I, and then and then you broke my heart, you know, because I'm like, damn, now I gotta switch to pickleball, which I already had a paddle, but it has been broken out. Yeah. And now dude, when I leave, it's like, dude, you're back in tennis. So I I'm, mean, like, I've never left tennis. I think really what happened was Burns and I got connected and it was like, dude, we need to recertify. People are saying Kowalski and Burns are getting fucking old. We need to go out. Yeah. We need to recertify. So Burns gets me all juiced up and says, look, why don't we attempt to break another Guinness World Record? This time we're going to set one. It's going to be the most pickleball games played in a 24 hour period. So we're shooting for 144 games sometime in April of this upcoming year. The the only challenge is, yes, I bought what do you a, play a to though? Paddle. I bought a wooden Fila pickle paddle, and I've used it maybe three times. Um, I'm still obsessed with tennis, and I and I do play tennis maybe two three times a week. But you know, every time I send a picture of me on the tennis courts, you know, I know who are you playing with? Like, I mean, I'm I'm not getting these pictures anymore. Because it used yeah, to be just dude, me and you. Again, like, I'm not a big public announcement guy. You know, I, 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 have, I have friends, not fans. And I think a lot of times people want to make public announcements because they're tied to, these, to this fan response. Man, because mm-hmm. it must feel good for people to say, hey, you're fucking killing it. I'm inspired <laughs> by that. And I'm sure that, that there is a, a dopamine hit that 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 is injected a, into you and and that becomes part of your motivation and reason to go out and do it so you can show right. hey here's what i'm doing and i think the guys inspired a ton of people through it and people go how many more you know uh at footboard pictures do i need to see from eric 
And it's like, look, dude, it's not about the fucking footboard. It's the fact that he's been posting the same fucking thing. He's trying to show you that the footboard consistency, works. Consistency yeah. always enlarges ability and opportunity. That's Absolutely. the matter. Burns his disgusting gargoyle feet on the Instagram every day. He's got claws. Through my gargoyle feet, I'm trying to tell everyone that consistency will enlarge your ability and opportunity. So, so for me, I, I've a daily I think routine. It's fucking, I think it's awesome. Yes, daily routines, habits, and rituals. AM, AM, PM routines. Brian yep. Kane. Thanks to you, my man. Yep. I mean, like, powerful I mean, Brian I got Kane. the book. Got yeah, the, the book ten right pillars here. of mental performance mastery. Helping everyone needs to read this. Everyone needs to read this. I'm absolutely. I Help read about a hundred, hundred pages on the plane. From where you want to be, utilizing the ten pillars of mental performance mastery. Um, Brian King, are you certified, dear dear friend? Yes, I'm a mental performance mastery certified coach. That is, and you're my that. mentor. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to continuing to cultivate a deeper connection with Brian Kane and and. Um, I think he's the best in the business. If anybody out there is looking to work on the mental game, BrianKane.com, Brian Kane Peak Performance. He also has a podcast he does on Apple iTunes. It's called Spotify uh, as well, right? Because everyone's on Spotify. I mean, like it's, oh, a, it's ma- a whole debate yes, on all, Apple, Spotify, but all the major platforms he's there. He has a long form podcast as well where he dives deeper into mental performance mastery. And he has a lot of athletes that he works with. Um, whether it be UFC, whether it be MLB, whether it be from the business sector that go on and utilize his strategies and principles um, to help people get from where they are to where they want to be. So, so yeah, the mental game um, and Brian Kane has had a gigantic impact on my life. And yeah, that starts really with bookending your day with an AM and PM routine. I mean, it's like if you can win the morning, Essentially, you can have a much better opportunity to win the rest of the day. Facts, facts. Like yeah. so, then so then, what is your like daily daily routine? Because I had the opportunity yep. to like stay with you like a mm-hmm. week at a time, you know, and we and we'd go and play tennis. But like, you always had your routine. Like, I'd still be sleeping at around six, and you're up at like what four thirty five. What breakfast is that? Club. What yep. are you doing? What are you doing with the Breakfast Club? Yeah, because so I hated I hated the fact that you would wake up before me because I wanted to be part of that, but but it's just what it was, you know. Because yeah. I was learning, it, it, and and then sometimes too when you know, and I'm sure we'll dive into it, but you know, Breland, you were coming off a, a a really intense experience. You were coming off, yeah. You know, for me personally, I was in Banana Land for a few months, and and reintegrating back into the real world was oh like my holy gosh. shit. I felt I you know and, and I'm not minimizing this or making light of it, but I felt like what it must feel like to come out of like, you know, Fallujah and and be and be back at like your kids, you know, third birthday party a week after <laughs> in, in battle. And it was a real uh I had to really but it was so pivotal. When I came back from Banana Land, I had been working a career in business development and sales for a specialty pharmacy company in healthcare. When I came back, I had realized something. And I think it's probably pretty pertinent for a lot of people out there right now, especially post COVID. I had thought that for 13 years, this is my mountain business development, Mm -hmm. sales, healthcare. I'm going to do this for the rest of my career. Well, coming back from 
from oh little baby oh yeah that's my niece that's my niece kyle i love that she's, she's one and we have a big uh birthday luau luau means party her first birthday luau she actually turned one in november what 10th 10th november 10th so well a big a big beautiful happy birthday and a maliki liki maka to this beautiful that's right <laughs> maka to everyone out there Indeed. So we got a big luau if anyone wants to come by. It's at a, a pool place out in the beautiful countryside of Hoikai. Um, come on by. We got and beers way, flowing, Hawaiian food if you've never tried it, yeah. Kulo Pig, Lao Lao, Lomi Salmon. Salmon with the rice. Salmon with the rice, that's right, because we sing all day. And, and we sing all night because they do it island Uncle, style. Uncle John yeah. Cruz, that's right. That's right, the bro. Great. And maybe Johnny Cruz. Because, dude, I know you have tens of twenties of listeners after your second show. Maybe Johnny Cruz gets wind of this and he shows up, you know, to the kids' bash. Oh man, the style dedication. The spirit of John Cruz lives lives forever here. The spirit of John Cruz. So yeah, AM PM routines. I'm up. Uh, what you don't know now, what I've added to the backyard here at the Casita down in the flatlands of Arizona, is I now have the portable red light sauna. No, the one that Drake has. I have the one that Drake has now. Is it the same one where you go and sit in and, and it's a red Correct. light, but like you can also, yep. also stick yep. your head out? Correct. Yep. Dude. I've got the port. And by the way, for those of you who don't know Dr. Sean Drake, he is. He's Shout out to Dr. Sean Drake. Currently. And you are at, um, at his office currently, yep. right? Ath- athlete Empowered. We're, we're out at in Scottsdale, office. Arizona. We're at Athlete Empowered here at Scottsdale, Arizona, 3201 North Hayden Road here in Scottsdale, Arizona. For any athletes out there, for any ball players, for any rotational athletes, Dr. Sean Drake, real quickly, um, is True the healer. He's a kinetic chain expert. He specializes in movement, mobility, recovery, and cell health. 80% and he's of biohacking the human. Yeah, I think there is a biohacking is a is a term that I'm, you know, I'm I'm more the guy who's like, hey, you want to get fast fucking run sprints up a hill i don't overthink it i'm more i want to go old school yeah Mm -hmm. i want to go old school sprints yeah i don't think sprint in the sand yeah exactly sprint in the sand my kid the other day goes dad i want to work on my running i said cool like what you want to get faster uh good he goes yeah And, and i go cool man grab my hand right i grab elijah's hand and i just sprint i take off and then so he has to force himself to keep up right he's looking at me when we get to the other side of the tennis court he's he's probably like what the fuck are you doing he's like oh and i go dude that's how you get faster tell any friend that's faster than you grab my hand and tell him to take off running as fast as you can it's going to force you into another gear Mm -hmm. and so you know and and then it's like corbin carroll um, oh, developing a relationship what, with Corbin over the. Oh, oh, and what an like, athlete! You know, how, how do you get faster? D-back stud. Play tag. Yes, dude. Old school, elementary style. Tag. Play tag. Play tag. What are we doing? Play tag. Grab the. Go chase your friends hand. around. Grab the hand. I, I told Elijah, anybody faster than you at school, tell them grab your hand and let's run somewhere, and then you will get faster. So I think sometimes because you have to keep up. We got a you know, and I don't want to project, but we got a lot of junk floating around in our heads. Sometimes Ooh, we need yes. to. You know, it reminds me of something I I read the other day where where reason is asking love, what are you? 
and love says, I am God. And I think a lot of times we try to over reason. We try to analyze everything. Well, mm -hmm. I better develop. And we try to justify to get, it. Yeah. Well, this is my plan to get faster. I'm going to do super sprints on this set. Maybe you should just go out and fucking play tag. Maybe you yeah. should go out and grab, run Child up the hill games. as fast as you can. Like, you know, people go, well, I, I, I'm going to hire a nutritionist and I'm going to start. And I'm like, I don't <sighs> like, what no. should I do? And I go, don't, I'm not going to tell you to stop eating anything, but here's what I will tell you every day, wake up, eat the apple, walk around the block. Ground, grounding, you know, go, going around. So to speak. So, so back to the AM PM routine to start the day. I get up, it's dark out. I go outside, I click the sauna on to 170. In about nine minutes, that thing's fully jacked, red light, it's ready to go. But that, but Dr. Sean Drake, 80% of our people here, Major League Baseball, he's also the director of Optimal Health for a company called Therisage, who makes some of the finest uh, portable red light saunas and also portable- And cold plunges. I'm gonna need to talk to him about that because I need some of that. Yep. So we can get you, we can get you dialed in with that too. Um, anybody wants more information on our practice here in Old Town Scottsdale or wants to know more about our red light uh, saunas, our portable cold tanks, um, our PEMF uh, red light mats. We got it all. 602-810-6664. I'm happy Athlete to empowered. Uh, steer anybody in the right direction. Yeah. So um, first thing, Breland. I'm up. I like Breakfast Club at 4:45. Um, a lot of people Club. think that Breakfast Club is the movie. It's not. No, Breakfast no, Club, no, no. This is the Breakfast true Breakfast Club. Club. Actually, came from the cocaine bulls of the late 90s. Now, what was happening was these guys were getting after it, and Michael Jordan said, "Enough is enough. I'm going to start a Breakfast Club with a core group of guys on this team and get them all in the gym at 4:45 in the morning." And Jordan called it breakfast club so, oh shit so that's, that's where really kobe where got his because i remember watching a kobe documentary and that's where he started doing okay yep Put two and, and two and to speak to that kobe i remembered with the dream team all these guys were in spain or wherever and they're coming into the hotel yes. at 4 30 from partying it might have been vegas it actually might have been vegas and kobe is in the lobby walking the other direction fully kitted and they're like kobe what are you doing he goes, going to what the, gym. the fuck are you guys doing? I'm going to train. So, yeah. you know, that's that breakfast club mentality. That's and, how you win. And, and, and also how you win. Get If you want extra time, get up an hour earlier and start your day. And most people go, fuck. It's a, yes, it's hard to crack out of your warm bed in the winter. But, man, mm -hmm. we're not made to sit in a warm bed. We're made to get up, get grounded. So after I'm up, I click the sauna on. I go to the coffee. I click the coffee on. Heavy that's right. Cream, I put heavy cream. But in the, the Lairds, are you are you still doing Lairds? I'm not doing Lairds at the moment, but I love Lairds Ooh. Superfood Creamer. It's fantastic. Yes, because that's right what I now, just got right here. I'm doing about two fingers of okay. heavy cream. Then I put that in the microwave for about 40 seconds. And once it's, I got that uh, that heavy cream bubbling, I hit it with the mixer stick. You know? Oh, oh like so it. you're not doing the Vitamix blender. There you go. Nope. Because what happened was it's so early, I didn't want to wake uh, the whole that's house right. up. That's right. You still got to be respectful, too. So then I'm, I'm, <laughs> to the I'm whipping it, and I'm getting a nice foam in there. Then I drop a little bit of honey down the center. I give it an extra whip, and then I give a little sliver of uh, Kerrygold grass-fed Irish butter, and then uh, boom. 
Then the coffee's on, going down in there. So then I got my nice cup. I take the cup, walk over to the footboard, stand on the footboard, listen to my devotional by Uncle Angus. Uncle Angus. If you don't know, he has a thought of the day that's based on scripture that you can check out at angusbuckin.com. I do that two-minute scripture. I send it out to my loved ones. Who This is what the app looks like right there. He's got an app right there. This brown app. Boom. And he's great. He's uh, he's from uh, South Africa, and he's got an amazing story. And every day, he puts out a thought of the day based on biblical scripture with a little story behind it. So I do that. As soon as I'm done with that, I head outside. Into the cold tank, two minutes. Boom. Full set and intention. I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof. I'm looking into the dark waters of the cold tank, and I go, okay. And so we set an intention. When we do that, a lot of people like to say, like, you know what? I just don't want to fear the cold anymore. No. And that's no. okay. But we want to restate it to say, you know. Like you want like to be a state of being. Right. We want to restate it to, to sound more empowering, to sound more like, you know, I, I, I've proven that I can do hard things. What I start, I finish because I'm committed and persistent. You know, the, these are because words are the things that we use to weave our life experience together. So the more that we can develop our vocabulary and our ability to articulate what we're thinking, then the better that we can, you know, have a better life. It's like, if you want a be- if you want a better life, ask and answer better questions to yourself and to others. So into the tank, out of the tank at that how, point. How cold is this tank real quick? I keep the tank under 40. So I want to uh, say like 37 I, was, the, yeah. was the last time that I seen it. My tank is, is set at 37. Right. It sits around 37 to 39 most Frigid. of the time. Now, Frigid. a lot of people go like, why do you set it so low? And that's a great question because a lot of our ball players that come in here go, yeah, we got a cold tank at the facility. And I go, yeah, no, but no, it's, no. Set at 50, I, I go, it's set at 52 degrees. And they go, yeah, yeah, that's right. And so a lot of people go, oh, well, it's not that cold. I don't give a shit. I think if anybody gets in the cold water. Cold is cold. It's awesome. Good for you. Do it. But above, above the 50-degree mark, you're looking at more physical benefits, joints, li- ligaments, tendons, mm-hmm. uh, inflammation, soreness. When you go below 40, you're now creating a cellular response. Intracellular, going deep with it. Yes. And, and so that's, that's the critical component of not, you know, a lot of people want to sit right here in the tank. You've got to get that water, guys, up above Touching that. your chin. It the, get it touching your chin. Nerve? you got to get it touching on that vagus nerve so you can feel that body-brain-stem connection. And there's some sort of activation that goes down. And I'm not here to, to Andrew Huberman, people, because yes. that's not me. But what I'm saying is it's like a fucking life shower, and I feel great. So I think that's something everyone can understand. So out of the cold tank, answer like a king. Chest up, shoulders back. I'm 10, I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof. I restate my intention. Yes, I do hard things. I love doing hard things because what I start, I finish, and I'm committed and persistent. Then from there, after the restate, into the grass. Into the grass, bare feet, grounding. Okay, about one minute. Off the grounding, into the red light sauna. Sitting all the way in, full submersion, man in the box. A man in the box all the way down, just enough to get that real deep cold off me. Then I'm into the house. Back into the house. Now I'm doing daily stoic. 
I got the Daily Dad and the Daily Stoic. I listen to both. For any parents out there, it's called the Daily Dad. It should be called the Daily Parent. These are life lessons mm-hmm. about leadership and being a parent. That has is this been- an app? No, this is you can go for free to uh, Ryan Holiday. He has the DailyStoic.com, also the DailyDad.com. Um, it should be the both Daily have Parent. Been amazing. It's also where I got my my Memento Mori medallion. Oh, that's a new one. I haven't seen nope. that one yet. I got that's this a new one. I got that um, March of 2020, right when the pandemic hit. I got the my medallions. I started wearing them because if anybody's wondering what Memento Mori is, essentially it's the, it's the Greek philosophy of you could leave life right now. And that's where mm-hmm. the skull, the hourglass, and the tulip come in. So the, out, the hourglass representing the very finite amount of time, time. that we have here. We all and, have limited time. Correct. And, and so, and then the flower representing the tulip, representing the sweetness of life. Um, and then, of course, the skull uh, representing death. death. And for, for me, a lot of people go, ooh, ooh, I don't want to talk about death. But it's like, dude, death is the it's inevitable. greatest invention of life. Mm-hmm. Without death, you, you go, hey, Kowalski, you want to do a podcast? I go, you know what, Braylon? Nah, man, let's do it in a thousand years. It puts the sense of urgency behind everything. You know, nothing is guaranteed. By no fault of my own, I could be driving home today in the flatlands on the six-lane highways. Boom, that's it for me. So so I think death for me has been a great gift to look at death in the way of, of man, I, I, better, I better really be intentional. I better think strategically and act tactically about my life at all times because nothing's guaranteed. So... Absolutely. Right. It feels a little corny to say, you know, no. oh, man, nothing's guaranteed. Tomorrow's not promised. But really, when you, but I know it might sound a little evangelical for me, but that's really what I believe. And so that takes care of that in the sauna, back in Daily Dad, Daily Stoic. Then I read 10 pages out of a book. Um, right now, I'm reading a book called The Second Mountain. I'm also reading a devotional prayer book. Um, and now I, you told uh, me the second mountain because there is a book called the first mountain too, right? Or I don't like know that. about that, but I know the second. Or mountain. maybe you were just coaching me on there's a first yeah. mountain and then there's yeah. a second mountain behind that. Yeah. And the idea behind this book, and it's been really pivotal for me to set the foundation for my day as I climb the second mountain of my life. Um, but, you know, this predisposes if you're climbing a mountain at one point, you had to spend some time in the valley. Yep. A lot of people just want to be on top of the mountain. Everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, but nobody wants to lift the lift f- fucking weights. That's right. So, Ronnie so, Coleman. Yep, that's right. Uh, ain't nothing but a peanut. Lightweight, baby. <laughs> You're like, hey. So, yeah, back in, 10 pages in the book, and it, it's essentially the idea of the second mountain of, in the it, you know, it's the difference between a missionary and a mercenary. And they're both going to get to the same place, but how they get there is a lot different. And so before maybe I was more mercenary, now I'm more missionary. Um, Mission-based. Yes, it had a huge impact on me. So I do that, and then I'm now, now I'm training. Now it could be a swim, a bike, a run. I could be going to MDE Athletics out here with yes. the great Marcos Escobar. Marcos. Shout out yep. Marcos. MD. Shout out Marcos. He's the fucking out in, man. Out in Gilbert, right? Or is well, he like kind of, camp. kind of on the cusp, right? He's on the yep. cutoff, 
Or, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, cities out here are separated sometimes by 10 or 15 minutes. So Chandler, that Gil- motherfucker got some beast in there too. He got yep. he got he got beast in there. If anybody's looking for a place to get a a, a great strength and conditioning workout, movement, mobility, um, this and it's a family fun, too. Man. Like it's a family yep. too. Yeah, yeah. I call Anyone. it the Z of training because everything is off the top. Nothing is written down. I'm like, yo, yeah. I want to accomplish this today. He'll say, boom, do this, 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 and this. And so the guys dialed in, uh, Marcos Esquivel, M as in Mary, D as in dog, E as in Edward, athletics, M-D-E, athletics. But, yeah, I might go there. They call me Timmy Turf over there because I never leave the turf. I, all you I do, do you is do, you mobility, never... <laughs> movement. So so I go through that program. And if I'm not doing that. Uh, actually, you're warming up on the bike usually. Yeah. You I said, actually, you're warming up on the bike. And then you're hitting Timmy Turf. Well, well, yeah. I mean, the protocol for me is I'll do five minutes on the assault bike, and then I'll yeah. like try to keep just it over three hundred watts, just to really activate everything, get mm-hmm. a little heat going in me, and then I'll start, you know, with some inchworms. I'll go to the world's greatest stretch. If, if yes. everybody knows the world's greatest stretch, I love that move. Then I'll go to some bear crawls. I'll go to, you know, um, <laughs> some single leg uh, deadlifts. So, so I just go through all that. If I'm not doing any of that, I'm playing tennis. Preferably, I'm done with all of it by eight o'clock. At that point, I'm gearing up and getting ready to now make my transition, you know, to to work life. To and yep. and so that essentially is my AM routine, and then I also have a PM routine as well. Um, but to, to just one more thing, I want I don't want to forget to mention when it comes to the urgency of life and the finite amount of time that we have. There is something called life in weeks that I found, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And I remember when I found it, I thought it was the greatest thing that I'd ever seen because essentially it'll tell you how many weeks you've lived. And God willing, for me, if I live to be 90, at this point, I'm 43 years old. I have 2,440 weeks left. So I remember when I really, it, and it gives you an entire wow. chart. It's your life in weeks. You put in your birth date. Boom, it populates this chart. And it, in red squares, it tells you how many weeks you've lived. And then the unfilled white squares are how many weeks you have left. Now, I are you, yeah. Are you filling out like what you're doing daily kind of thing? So it like no. calculates everything? No. It just plugs in a red square. That's, that's the red square. Because a lot of people are like, hey, man, I got to win the day. I got to win the day. Maybe, but you can have a fucked up Monday or a fucked up Wednesday yeah. or, or whatever. And then are you going to allow that one day to fuck the whole week up? No. Right. You have 86,400 seconds every day. How are right. you going to invest in that day? And we, have just, 106, just... and we have 168 hours a week. That's so right. instead of looking at the day, I started looking at the week. So when I found this and I brought it to a list of my wife and I said, you're not going to believe this. This is fucking incredible. Check this out. My life in weeks. This is what I got left, 2,400, you know, whatever. That's crazy. And she goes, this is disgusting. <laughs> That's typical. I was like, what? She doesn't want to see that shit. You don't, you don't get this? You don't get how incredible this is? So it, it, not everybody sees it in such a positive way. Um, but for me, it's you, you should, She should at. do hers. She should do hers and see. Oh, I have. the difference. Okay. Which was living longer. I show According. her. No, well, we both predispose that we will live till 90. The so, same. Okay. Well, that's awesome. You know, but with advances in modern medicine and, you know, 
the potential for my income to quadruple over the next couple of years. It's not absolutely to say that that I'm going to hit 130 or 140, and that is totally the trajectory of life in weeks. And I'll but be right there with you. That's what I'm talking about. Well, you're a lot younger too, so hopefully you do outlive me, dude. <laughs> Ten you years. Know? I don't know, man. I hope we. I hope you're 143 and I'm 133. So, so. I want to to quickly because I think this is such a powerful, powerful tool that everybody should be trying to utilize. I just wanna quickly display what I'm talking about here. Okay, so this is my life in weeks calendar. Here we go. You see that? So is this a website or is this an app? You can go to lifeinweeks.com, go to, and then it'll populate at brianbraun.com. And he has the very easy to use. Now you see that this is That's what I got left. This is your fucking life, that's it. That's my life in weeks. Now you're you gonna die another, in however many. You want to take it another level? Watch this. Not do we just do life in weeks. Let's do it in years. Uh oh. Oh shit. shit. Oh shit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So the white is what you got left. White is what I have left, Breland. And there's and there's no more scrolling. That is, buddy. That's it, buddy. That's it. That doesn't so, look like much. It, correct. And it doesn't go, fucking. Uh oh. And so now we start to quantify, right? Because we can't manage what we don't measure. So now I've, I've tried to look at more quantitative analysis around my life. What, what on a scale of one to 10, if I had a fucking awesome day, let me, let me look back on these quantitative scores that are attached to my day and let me see where the opportunities are to repeat because success leaves clues. Where can mm-hmm. I repeat it and what areas, where, if I had a five on a day, why? What happened? Well, learn, learn from it, correct? adjust. So life in weeks has been a really powerful thing that I've oh, looked shit. at every day to, to remind me of the finite amount of time that we have. And um, yeah, it just sets me up for the rest of the day, dude. So is everyone different though? Because it obviously isn't taken in, into account your AM, PM routines, recovery, nutrition, yeah. you know, the people that you hang out with, like obviously so... Do you think you might have even more years? Oh, for sure. Yeah. This, you know, like I, you said, I, 130, 140. I mean, that's what yeah, we're aiming for. 100%. I mean, in the I'm, Bible, people were living hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So it's like, and, and, why can't we? And I, there's no doubt in my mind that this is a temporary uh, place for us to have a human experience. In yep. the Lord's Prayer, he says, on earth as it is in heaven. And, you know, for me... Uh, I, I have had experiences in my life that have convinced me without a shadow of a doubt that heaven is real. There are other dimensions of this experience here that we cannot access with our limited human senses. We can only see a certain um, uh, level of, of, you know, light. There's light bouncing around all over the room. We just can't see it with our limited I mean, it's senses. energy. We have, a, we have a certain uh, decibel range that we can hear. We have, so there's limited senses that, that we utilize, which, which means that there's other dimensions, I mean, in an interstellar kind of way, that maybe mm-hmm. we just don't have the technology, uh, the quantum computing, the string theory. We just don't know how to access these other levels of understanding. And so for, for me, I, I am convinced without a shadow of a doubt there is another portal that we are able to go on to when life on earth comes to completion. 
And I think it, 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 what's, what's the harm in believing that? It's a win-win. If you're in life thinking, man, this is a test. And if I pass, I get to go on to a place where self no longer exists, where I become one consciousness with everything everywhere all at once with this, with the Holy Spirit of God beaming a white light right through the middle. And I get to live in in an in infinite existence uh, feeling that way. And and so for me, dude, I'm why like, why not? Why not? Why not? Why the fuck not? And so my faith is a huge part and especially um, been such a, uh, you know, people used to say to me, you know, what's your personal relationship with Jesus? And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> fuck, man. It's the willies. And then one day, my father-in-law asked it to me. But I think when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And I remember thinking to myself, holy shit. What's my, what's my personal relationship with my wife? What's my personal relationship with my sport? What's my personal relationship with my kids? What's my personal mm -hmm. relationship with my father? So I... I it's like, you know, Breland, you've heard this. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change. Change. So, you know, uh, it's, it's been an amazing journey of growth and discovery. And I think, you know, for me, if you want to be the master, like everybody wants to be the master, but nobody's willing to look like the fool, you know? Yep. And I think for me, I, I, I want to- We're scared. I want scared to, to be fail. I want, yes, I want to be a, hum, a humble, hungry, and smart person. And I want to surround myself with hum, humble, hungry, and hungry smart and people. Smart people. Yes, because, you know, people want to hang around others that are like them or others who they aspire to be like. So, you know, when you, come, when you talk about like friendships and social circles, I'm a different person with Eric Burns than I am maybe with a friend that's not vibrating on that kind at, of frequency. At this, yep. So, so energy givers and energy takers. Takers. And, and, and for me, you know, that, that has been a really... I'm a big a giver. Really, a, a really huge part of my life is like helping me to, to look through the lens more of, hey, look to understand. Don't look to be understood. Look to give grace. Don't look to get grace. Look to love others. Don't look to, to get love. You know, so so that has been such a... Uh, the, How the can way, you be of service? That's correct. the best way to put it. Yeah, and then when it comes to humble, hungry, and smart, you want to be in that order. Because if somebody is humble, but they're not that hungry and not that smart, now you got somebody with an attitude of indifference. Uh, oh, hey, man, I want, I want to be around people that have strong feelings. Strong feelings about anything. Hey, if somebody's like... And it may be misguided, but they're like, you know what? I know uh, everything about World War II planes. And it just fires them up. And they come right. on about World War II planes. Hey, man, back in World War II, they had, you know, the aeronautical engineering. And they just go off. Right. I like people with strong feelings. And I want to. But if you're around somebody who's coming back to humble, hungry, smart, if they're really smart, and they're hungry, but they're not humble. Now all of a sudden you're an asshole, and nobody <laughs> wants to be around you. Absolutely. So, so that's, that's why the 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 syntax of, of those three things matter: humble, humble, hungry, hungry smart. smart. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, before we go, I was always intrigued how you're such an amazing father that you always 
have 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 these phrases for your son and your yeah. daughter. Yeah. All yeah. right. Go through think, them. Yeah. You know, dude. I think oftentimes as fathers and and people are busy. People got a lot going on, and people there's a lot of distractions. And sometimes we, and I'm sure any father or parent out there can relate. You're gone before the kids are up. You get home. And, and the kids are going to bed dark out, kind of thing. And, yeah. and all of a sudden you've got 90 minutes to spend with them before they're in the rack. So for me, especially if you have an AM routine and you are hitting breakfast club and you're out getting sessions, you may miss all the, all the morning time, you know, family rituals that are happening. So for me, when I see my kids in the morning, not only do I put the JBL uh, Bluetooth mega handle oh, speaker it's, on, it's going, I start, and I start playing Angus, and then after that, bumping. Now the kids are up. Now they're coming out and, and doing their own AM their own AM routine, making the bed to their the, to the best of their ability, brushing their teeth without being asked, being dressed without being asked. And now it's like Eliza, Emma, good morning. How'd you sleep? Well, I slept good, Dad. Great. Well, today and then every time, every morning, it's some version of. Hey, what are the only two things we can control? And they say our attitude and effort. And I say stand up straight with your chest up. And they say and shoulders back. And then I'll say you're feeling good. And they say looking good. And I good. say you should be in. And they say Hollywood. Hollywood. You know. Um. And then and then or it might be like Emma, Elijah, you guys are confident. And they'll say and we're cocky. And I'll say you're the next. And they'll say Rocky. She, you know? Yes. So yes, that's a new one for me, actually. I think these mantras and these ethos, I mean, it just... Oh, they are ready for every single day. So it, it, I think that is certainly a part of the AM routine. I'm glad you brought it up because... Having I mean, that's a, a must because I was yeah. part of that. And like that was yep. like so cool. And I'm still struggling yeah. to like memorize it, you know. Oh. But it's because I'm just not connecting. And I need to connect more. Yep. Yep. And cultivating connection is a, is yeah. a huge part of it. Pick up the phone, reach out to friends. And when you, yeah. whenever I've done that, I've always left on the other side of that reach out and that connection, feeling more whole, feeling like I'm not so alone in, in my own struggles. And, and mm -hmm. so I think that's a, a huge part of it. Because everyone's struggling. Everyone's struggling. Like we can all like relate. Everybody has their own dark nights of the soul. And even people who you go, oh, easy for them. It ain't. Mm -hmm. It ain't. No. But people have developed uh, techniques, habits, routines, rituals that create happiness. I remember reading a book by a guy named Dennis Prager. It's called Happiness is a Serious Problem. And it's really the uh -huh. idea of happiness doesn't come easy for those people who you think are happy. They're, do, they're getting up at early. They're creating routines, habits, rituals. They're, they have uh, found a way to create as much integration in their life as possible to create a, a whole, you know, self-actualized life where, you know, people have hope. I mean, a lot of people don't have hope, you know, and... Hope right. is the key, the key ingredient of what gives your life meaning. And for those of you wondering what hope is, you know, it's hold on possibilities exist. And when it comes hold to cultivating connection, it also means hearing other people's experiences. 
So now we have two analogies around hope that we go, oh, okay. So I think cultivating a connection with others allows you to feel that hope in a new way. And, you know, people go, wow, the world's so fucked up. What do we do? And it's like, you start having a conversation like this with a friend. You start reaching out and trying to, you know, put good things out in the world. I mean, there's so much fucking nonsense out there. And I see it every day. The internal rot of doom scrolling Ugh. through your phone and the internal rot that people feel. It's poison. I mean, so we have to, my dad, yes. when I was growing up, would call the TV the idiot box. Yeah, yeah. And, and my yeah. grandfather used to call it uh, the the one-eyed monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's what, a monster. what are you doing there? What are you doing there, boy, watching I mean, the old one-eyed monster? I mean, it comes alive with the antennas, you know, like back in the day that people don't even know about. You know, you had 12 channels on a knob. You had two antennas. It was about 500 pounds. Yep. And you yep. just had media just trying to control and make a system. So I think it's now more than ever with all the bots and all the, you know, tomfoolery that's happening on the interwebs. That Get outside and connect. To, we have to really, really, really stand guard at the door of our mind and protect the, the ingredients that go in that make up our day. So, yeah, dude. Um I just, uh, for me personally, like, you know, you asking me, you, you, act, you know, acting on inspired thought, you, you took, and I'm sure we'll have many more of these podcasts together. Yeah, we will. You took a, a, a very traumatic experience. Which everyone what, can know from the previous podcast. Basically, I was did, let go from the party animals. What you did is you came off your mountain. Went mm -hmm. into the valley, and now dark, you're starting to dark. crawl up the next mountain. Yeah. And so, it, you know, anybody, anywhere can relate to going back into the valley and climbing up the mountain. So I think that in such a divisive culture, um, that there's so that we have so much more in common than we do different. And mm -hmm. I think. And people just want to be heard. That's it. Yep. Yep. And, and, I, and you're right, dude, because for me, any any response anywhere is one of two things. It's either a loving response or a cry for help. And when I started yes. using that with my own relationship with my wife, I just started going, you know what? This sounds like a cry for help. How can I help? I'm here for you. And that changed yes. the whole dynamic. Amen. Of, you know, going down this, this road, it's like, oftentimes we're driving and it's like, Hey, the road ends, there's a cliff, get off the exit. We don't decide to take the exit. We just keep barreling towards the cliff, dude, you know? And, and trust me, like you don't want to fly off the cliff with all the pieces of an airplane and have to assemble it before the, before you hit the Canyon. <laughs> that's, that's not a good plan. So take the exit. That's chaos. Because you got to get off to get reset. off. Reset. Yeah. Yep. And you can reset. Reset, recalibrate, re-engage, and get back in the fight. And so whenever there's a story like yours or, or everybody shares these, you know, stories of climbing up the next mountain. And so for me, dude, I think this podcast that you're the Silent Hawaiian pod on the, the world's uh, most 
powerful live streaming no filter. event no filter network. platform, no filter network is your uh is the start and the continuation of you going through the valley and up your second mountain. And I'm 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 honored and it's a privilege I'm on to, that to share the fellowship with you, Breland. No, man, it's it's an honor, Kowalski. I mean, I've only known you what a year and a half, maybe March twenty twenty three, no twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean, yep. damn, we we've, we've gone through a lot. I mean, yeah. And the next time I have you on, you know, we're gonna talk about you know the Templeton. Yeah, you know, so yeah. that's a big yeah. one. That's a big one. Uh, I also want to be there for the world record uh, pickleball. You know, yep. if yep. I'm available, I might I might be in Czech Republic playing some ball. So cool. We'll see. You know, we got opportunities coming in 2024. But um, man, from the shores of Waianae and the valleys of the Koalaos to the desert oasis of Phoenix, where my man Kowalski's at, dude, it's been an honor. Can't thank I you enough. I love you too, and I'll see you next time. Uh, you know, I'm hitting you up the next time I'm in AZ. I'll bring the pickle. Oh, no doubt. You bring the ball. No doubt. And then we'll play some tennis ball, though. So Keep it's big time, man. Keep believing because the best is yet to come, dude. Love you, dude. Hello, everyone. Shoots. Much love.